Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Me Too movement. Uh, welcome to this podcast, everyone. And I'm so glad you're here for our first episode. I uh, just wanted to give you guys a quick introduction of us three. My name is Laura Alvarado. I am a sophomore here at FIU, Florida International University. Um, just a little bit about myself. I am 19 and I am a Christian. Um, and I am actually taking an ENC 1102 class, which is pretty cool. All right, hey guys, my name is Andrea Negranza. I am a freshman here at Florida International University. I am a proud sister of Phi Sigma Sigma here on campus. Um, a little bit more about myself, I am a political science major. Um, I'm considered to be one of the youngest people in Florida International University Greek life. I am um, expected to be um, chief assistant in FIU's SGA, and I am also in ENC 1102. Hi guys, uh, my name is also Laura, and I'm a sophomore at Florida International University. Uh, a little bit about myself is that I'm majoring in international relations, and I'm also taking ENC 1102, and I'm from Brazil. <laughs> so we're going to start then talking about the Me Too movement. Alrighty, so now we're going to get into what exactly is the Me Too movement. And actually doing research on the movement, um, I did see that every place does have a completely different definition. And even on the Me Too movement website itself, it doesn't have a specific definition of what the movement is. It does just go into like why it was founded and like the purpose of it. So if you go on Google and you Google what is the Me Too movement, it says that it all started as a phrase in 2006 to raise, a, to raise awareness of women who have been abused in the past. And 11 years later, it was founded as a global recognition. And it all started with a viral tweet by actually an actress, Alyssa Milano. Now she isn't the founder of Me Too itself, but she is basically a big milestone in how this movement came about and actually got its global recognition. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the Me Too movement target audience. So basically, everyone uh, who's interested in healing from something can engage, participate, but it's basically for people who've been through some kind of emotional abuse or sexual assault, sexual harassment. So uh, many women actually reach out to this movement and then also there's a, in the Me Too website, they say exactly that no significant background equipment or financial investment is required. So everyone is welcome and that is uh, an amazing thing the website does that makes everyone feel like they can participate and everyone who, anyone who is uh, trying to heal from something that they've been through. Yeah, and even um, just to piggyback on that, I like how you brought up the fact that like pricing and background has no effect on you and your story because sometimes in the past you see that those that don't have enough money to get a lawyer or those that don't have enough money to actually um like publicize what's going on and get the direct help that they need the me too movement does get donations and uses this towards that specific issue so like let's say like you don't have enough money for a lawyer but you do have like high evidence that something did happen to you or you were like sexually harassed or assaulted um by um someone else the me too movement will assist you and will help you out obviously like no loans they don't like 
expect anything in return it's just specifically to help you get your story out and provide justice for those that really need it exactly also there was a time when social media was uh very helpful for people who've been through any kind of that like any kind of abuse or something uh related to that because people were able to tell their story and just hashtag me to movement and then a lot of people would engage and just like share their story and their experience and that would be that was really helpful for many people who went through something like that. Mm, yeah, that is so good. Um, actually, piggyback, piggybacking off of what Angelina had <laughs> said, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the founder of the movement. Her name is Tarana Burks, and she is 48 years old. She was actually born in the Bronx, but she then went to Alabama State University, um, which is actually historically a black institution. Um, I'm just going to be analyzing a little bit about um, the founder. Uh, there is a website on the Me Too movement. There's a link that talks about her a little bit. We are going to be linking that in the show notes. And... Um, just talking a little bit about that um she talks a lot about how um there's parallelism before uh, between the ugly truth of sexism um and how it's spoken truth into power um i love how she uh give takes away power from people who have uh abused women and have um taken away that power but have put it in the truth um of the survivors and the women who have survived um, these tragedies and are not just only surviving but rather thriving. Um, she talks a lot about how this movement was particularly for women and girls. Um, it's very much shown all throughout the par- the essay and um, her little uh, intro. Uh, she talks a lot about how it impacted her and later on she has a little bit of an information on uh, a story about a girl named Haven and how that impacted her in her life. Um, and at the end of this intro, uh, it talks a lot about how the ethos and it gives her credibility as to um, what she's done and who uh, she's been able to do. She actually has um, won the 2019 Sydney Peace Prize and she won the 2017 Times Person of the Year, which are honestly very big accomplishments. Um, and that just further uh, gives her credibility in the entire movement um, as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really glad that we actually touched upon um, not only the founding of Me Too, but the founding of the person behind Me Too. Um, specifically because when you first look up Me Too and you go to their website, actually she's not even showcased at all. So I definitely think that from a first time person coming onto this website, because honestly, before this assignment, I or before this podcast episode, I actually never been on the Me Too movement website. Um, I've never really like dug deep into the Me Too movement. Um, besides, you know, all like the Twitter tweets and like the trending hashtags and stuff like that. So it was really cool to actually get on this website, and the first thing that you see is just you know a bunch of pictures, of different people, you know, living their regular lives. They all seem to come from different, you know. Uh, ethnical backgrounds and stuff like that and then the first the first phrase really that you see on the homepage is you are not alone and definitely that speaks volumes to people especially people in the pictures so you see african-americans um you see people from different cultural backgrounds and then you even see like male figures in these pictures just to show that sexual harassment and all that stuff doesn't only happen to females but it does happen to males as well and um you see depending on you know how you were raised some people are told 
to release information differently. Some people are told to release their feelings or emotions in a different way. So I definitely like how they're including males right in the home page because it really does, you know, speak volumes. Then if you keep scrolling down, um, you see a video titled Beyond the Hashtag, and it was done for their fourth anniversary. Um, not for the hashtag, the hashtag has been around much longer than that, but the actual website itself did complete its four year anniversary. Um, definitely hashtag Beyond the Hashtag has been trending a lot, just to showcase that Me Too is just more than a hashtag. It's mm -hmm. just more than trending on Twitter. It's definitely something that should be trending in life, trending in your everyday aspects. And um, if you keep scrolling down, another tab that I personally think is super cool is called support a survivor. And basically the point of this hashtag, I mean, the point of this um, part in the homepage is to say that if you're looking on this website because someone in your life is a survivor and someone in your life is going through something like this, um, they have resources for you specifically on how to help the person, how to encourage them to, you know, get their story out, how to help them basically before, after, and during this entire process of their life. And then, you know, you keep scrolling down and you see different articles, you see different, um, like, newsletters and stuff like that. And then they even have, um, like, an email a group where you could keep on getting like promotional emails different types of flyers sent to you and stuff like that to basically always keep you empowered regardless if you are going through this or not and to just keep you informed on how you can specifically help anyone that is going through something like this mm, that's interesting and one thing that i was actually looking at and made me really think of was how in reality the reason that this me too movement just came up was because of the lack of help that the government and yeah. um courts have helped women they really haven't and because of this specifically black and um women of color and minorities uh, they've had to keep in all of this uh struggles that they've been going through but i think it's it's also shows a light that um our government is very behind on helping women um, uh, with sexual assault cases. I mean, rape is actually the lowest, um, how would I say this? It's the lowest reported crime in all of the U.S. and it hasn't changed. Um, and I do think that this movement has brought a lot to it, um, mm -hmm. but there's still so much more to be done in the government for women's safety, for male safety, for honestly anyone. Yeah, so continuing from what Angelina and Laura said, the Me Too movement is a very welcoming movement. Uh, it welcomes basically any kind of person. And also, uh, there are multiple powerful messages in the website. So I will be analyzing one of those messages that I thought to be very important for people who are just coming in and checking out the website. So the message is, the healing journey is not a linear one. You may start, stop, and then start again. Your path is yours, no matter no matter where you enter or exit, be encouraged in knowing that you have made it this far and there are resources to keep you going. So basically the purpose of this message is to welcome the reader into a journey of healing. And then some of the keywords used by the author is start, stop, path and yours. And those keywords are used to grab the reader's attention that this message and this movement will not, not impose anything on them and that they can take the time they need to heal. And basically the movement- Okay, yeah. And so, 
we're going to be talking a little bit more about the history and the foundation of the history. Um, I would 100% recommend for you guys to check out the article in the show notes down below. We're going to be linking everything. Um, but specifically for what I'm going to be talking about, it's going to be the history slash inception and it's in the get to know us tab. Um, I would recommend this uh, before uh, listening just so you guys can get more of a feel of what we're talking about, a little bit more of an understanding. Um, of where we're coming from. And so talking a little bit about this, analyzing this, uh, we see a lot how in the beginning part before they tell the story, um, there is a little bit more information about uh, the Me Too movement, how it started, who it supports, um, why they do what they do. Um, and it just really does show a lot of ethos in the way that um, they show validity to what they're doing and how um, they have been uh, shown all throughout the world and how um, it really just goes to show like the ethics of um, the Me Too movement and how it should be supported by everyone. Um, it's interesting to see how they uh, support everyone, um, which I think it's important. We need to, as a Christian perspective, we need to love everyone. Um, and just seeing this, it's interesting because um, specifically a lot of women of color, um, women who are minorities, don't have the same access to health insurance, health um benefits that um, other women do and I think it's uh, awesome how Angelina was talking about how they help women um, have uh, just uh, an ability to um, open up and talk about things that they usually wouldn't talk about because uh, their circumstances don't allow them to um, and so it talks a lot about the ethos uh, in the beginning where they talk about specifically um, I'm taking this out of the text where it says, but we're also galvanizing a broad base of survivors and working to disrupt the system that allows sexual violence and proliferating uh, violence to proliferate in our world. This includes insisting upon accountability on the part of perpetrators, along with the implementation of strategies to sustain long-term systematic change. I think it's interesting because not only are they just trying to help survival, survivors, which I mean, it's super awesome, but they're also trying to eliminate the problem from the root. Uh, this is something that is talked about a lot on the website and how um, it is not something that is just to help survivors, but rather um, to stop this from happening for anyone to ever say me too. Um, and so also moving on, uh, the founder talks a little bit about how uh, me too is dear to her heart. So it talks about the inception of the Me Too movement and how she was working at a uh, camp talking to girls who had gone through so many things in their life. Some girls just uh, daily uh, struggles and just being a teenager about other girls, um, more of a hard struggle um, with uh, being sexually abused by parents, family members, um, people who they should be able to trust. Um, she talks about a girl named Haven who uh, was one of the girls was that was in the camp and uh we can see the pathos that is there there is just so much emotion that is being poured out by the um, narration of her story you can see it the imagery which is so vivid um when she for example says um i knew haven as a sweet-faced little girl who clung to me throughout the camp however her hyperactive and often anger-filled behavior betrayed both her name and the list of the high-pissed voice which she spoke um, and it like keeps going and talks about how she had a deep sadness and yearning for confession that I read immediately. Um, and just listening to those words, it's so vivid. I worked at a camp um, uh, this past summer and it honestly just brought me back to how a lot of these girls that I would counsel um, 
literally had that same um, feeling when I talked to them and it just really brought me back and it brought me to the place where she was in, um, which I think is so impactful. The words that she used, um, the type of uh, tone that you can really tell from just reading the, um, the article and how um, in the end she goes and how she says that she couldn't hear her story because it was just too much and how uh, Haven had more courage than she did at that time. And it just goes to show that um, our age really doesn't matter, our maturity, and how um, so some girls who are so much younger um, go through things that, honestly, uh, I can't even begin to imagine. Um, and how, in the end, it's really nice how everything gets wrapped up, and she talks about how um, when Haven went and she, like, left, um, she, uh, Tarana um, had this feeling of me too and how um, that was the start of the movement and how she felt that same way that Haven felt. Um, and so it's really interesting because it wraps up with how the movement started, which is me too. Um, so yeah. And to add to what Laura was saying, the movement does have some great pathos strategies. So as soon as you enter the website, when you click, how can we help? There's an image of two women hugging and then there are multiple um, sentences where you can click where it asks if you're in crisis or your age, if you're exploring healing, if you are looking for help. So then you can just click on any of those and just you can get help, the help that you need. So it's very a very great way of um, making the audience know uh, exactly what they want and that they have a lot of options to get help. Yeah, it really makes it easy. Um... It really makes that first step um, more comfortable for the person because obviously them, you know, coming out with this um, does make the person very uncomfortable, very scared, very nervous for the future. Um, but the way that the website is structured very make like makes that transition very easy and very comfortable for the person. And actually, as everyone was like speaking on their parts, um, I was doing a bit of research on what is the most updated um, information on the Me Too movement. And actually, two hours ago, um, BuzzFeed, New York Times, The Washington Post, all of these um, big named um, news sources came out with an article claiming that Congress passed one of the biggest workplace reforms of the hashtag MeToo era. So basically, um, a MeToo era bill that will eventually change how private companies handle sexual harassment and assault is headed to Joe Biden's desk after easily passing the Senate earlier today, which is Thursday. And the bill is basically intended to end the use of secretive legal processes. And to some people, this is known as forced arbitration. So from a, a political science major point of view, um, this is when people are bringing sexual misconduct claims to court. And it was first introduced in 2017. And it was the height of the Me Too movement by um, two senators. Um, they were Kirsten and Lindsey Graham. They were both senators in 2017 and they had brought up this bill and this movement and trying to figure out what they could do. And today, uh, Senator Kirsten is still in office and she did speak during the press conference basically saying that she has been working um, to forward this movement and 
to not only get it from a public eye, but now um, since earlier we did talk about government, how like government really wasn't doing anything because keep in mind, like this tweet started trending in 2016, which was actually like, I was like three years old and <laughs> I'm now 18. And now is when it's reaching a presidential desk and it is passing through the Senate. So it really does show that there is progress being made. Obviously, you know, it has taken a couple of years, um, but it did pass through the Senate, and just that quick little update I think was super cool how now it's making its way to Biden. Yeah, that is so cool. I honestly remember um, reading and learning about the Larry Nassar case and mm-hmm. how um, so many gymnasts were going up. Over, like, mm-hmm. 150 gymnasts yeah. um, were speaking about how he had sexually abused, sexually assaulted them. Um, and not even that, the Harvey Weinstein case... Um, where it's like someone so popular in Hollywood, um, it it has been so condoned by mm-hmm. the industry and how it's just a part of it when in reality, like no one should be okay with sexual assault as part of getting a job. Yeah. Um, and it's, it makes me so happy to see how um, these uh, bills are being passed and hopefully um, it just becomes uh, just more important in the yeah. future. So I told you guys um, a little bit in the beginning of this episode how um, the Me Too hashtag really didn't get its viral Twitter fandom until Alyssa Milano, which is an actress, retweeted it and that's where it really took off. But ever since um, that retweet, um, so many different celebrities have actually come forward about their stories and you really see that this really impacts everyone because I know some people view celebrities as these like untouchable like big names people and in reality they are going through the same things as 16 year old girls 14 year old girls stuff like that and I believe that that is also helping the movement and helping people come forward so some of those celebrities are Reese Witherspoon you have Jennifer Lawrence you have um Ashley Graham even Lady Gaga Gabrielle Union, just so many different celebrities. And even Terry Crews, he came forward about um, his stories. And again, the entire um, USA gymnastics team came forward, Anna Ferris, and just so many more. And this is only, in my eyes, the beginning. Yeah. Because there are just still so many people that still have their stories and um, still are waiting to come forward and things like that. Yeah, one thing... Oh. One thing that I would um, say is that how um, looking into the website, there was a lot of uh, black women empowerment. And I think that is great because, I mean, I feel like women of color have been suppressed for so long. But um, one thing I wouldn't say criticize, but um, one thing that I would like to see is um, just help for women who are not of color, just because... Um, I feel like a lot of, personally, in Hispanic culture, it's very machista, very uh, suck it up mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, you know, deal with it. And it's just part of being a woman. Yeah. Um, so it's basically, like, to change this mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. women helps, like, change people's views that view women like that and mm-hmm. then, like, stop this from happening. Yeah. yeah. So based off on what Angelina said, uh, movements like the Me Too, they help make a change by, like, what she just said, pressuring the government and companies to take action to stop this women abuse. So by making new regulations to protect women in the workplace is already a big step. And then not only does movement help people who have been through abuse, 
but also makes a change to stop other women from going through the same thing. So it's a big deal and this movement and other movements like the Me Too really can make a change in women's lives and not only women, basically everyone who's been through any kind of abuse. Yeah, and we really encourage um all of you guys listening out there that regardless of what you're going through, if you know someone, if you saw a TV show that someone was going through this, or even if you're just very curious, you know, you have some downtime throughout the day, um, just to really go through um, all the links that we're putting down below, um, we encourage you to go through your own, like, go research. through, yeah, like, research on your own, like, really see how this is really impacting people, because, again, like how I said in the beginning, I personally didn't dig too deep into this movement, just because, like, personally, like, it did not pertain to me, none of my friends around me, like, thankfully, but, um, just to be informed, because this is, like, a very real thing, yeah, it's a very real thing, Mm -hmm. and it does happen to a lot of people, so definitely, just, you know, be informed, so, um, I always think it's a great idea to know what's going on in, you know, the government, the world, just so you don't go through your day, um, not with the ignorance, but just, being uninformed of what is going on and obviously be sensitive to those around you you Mm, never know what someone's going through treat people with kindness like harry styles always says (laughs) um but yeah do you guys have anything else to add well i think we already uh really went through the movement and Mm -hmm. did the breakdown yeah yeah um thank you so much for listening to us and then i hope we helped you see um how this movement is powerful and helps so many women Yeah, well, thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll see you in the next episode, which won't exist. (laughs) Um, And have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. Bye.